Welcome to the Positive Spiritual Living Podcast, brought to you by Unity on the Bay. This is your positive path for spiritual living. Friends, I just want to take the energy that we just experienced through that song inward. So I'm going to invite you to join me to just take a moment and close your eyes. You know, the world needs the power of your prayers right now. Take a moment to think of all those who have been impacted by this virus. Think of all those who are in need of comfort in the transition of loved ones. And think of all those who are, wherever they may be, feeling perhaps alone in a moment, an hour of need. Send them your love right now. And send them the spirit that was just so beautifully conveyed in that song. The awareness that within every human being is the innate capacity to rise up. In a moment of silence, we send these beloveds our love, our peace, and our thoughts of wholeness and comfort. Make no mistake, dear friend, your prayer has been answered. Your energy has been felt, and the world is a better place because you are in it. Amen. There was a couple that, um, perhaps like you this past week or so, um, ventured out to the Costco store And um, when they arrived, finally, they had a long line to wait in, six feet apart. But when they finally got into the store, the husband was especially delighted to see before him a huge display of Miller Lite in cases of 24 cans for a mere $10 a case. So he was thrilled. He ran over, grabbed a case, put it into the cart. And all of a sudden, his wife says, whoa, 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 wait a minute here. What's this all about? And he says, look at the price. It's spectacular. She said, we can't be afford, affording putting money out like that. We have other critical needs right now. And she's taking the beer and putting it back onto the kiosk. A few aisles later, the wife picks up a $20 bottle of beauty cream and puts it into the shopping cart. Much to the husband's objection, he said, what is this? $20 for a little tiny container of beauty cream? She says, sweetheart, I need this because it makes me look beautiful. And the husband says, so do 24 cans of Miller Lite, and they are half the price. <laughs> Just needed to bring you a little humor this morning, Unity on the Bay. I'm so grateful to be with you. You know, we had a glorious Easter Sunday. I know you did. I know it was different. I know that we're all in a permanent mode of adaptability right now. But um, here we are now at this moment where we have the opportunity to move the Easter story from a date on the calendar or a season during the year into a living reality in every moment of our eternal existence. And I believe that's the charge. As wonderful as holidays are, they're merely annual reminders of something that is alive within us at each and every moment of our existence. Last week, I shared with you in honor of Easter some... uh, Quotations from the co-founder of the Unity Movement, Charles Fillmore, and I have a couple more of them for you this morning, just in following suit so that we can keep this Easter story alive and well within each and every one of us. Charles said, 
Crucifixion is the crossing out of errors that have become fixed states of mind. Crucifixion in your life and in my life is more than an event that took place 2,000 years ago. It is the activity of crossing out, that is disempowering errors in our mind, erroneous thoughts, erroneous beliefs, things that are not true. Now remember, it doesn't matter whether it's true or not. If you believe it, it's going to become a part of the reality of your day-to-day experience. So the crucifixion is about crossing out, about disempowering errors, false ideas that have become fixed states of mind. And as fixed states of mind, whether you're conscious of it or not, they have power and control over you. And they only have this power and control because you have given it to them. And so have I. Charles goes on to say, resurrection is the restoring of mind and body to their original undying state. Your original self, the purity of who you are, is never separated from you in this human existence. You may seek to become oblivious to it by stacking layers and levels of erroneous thinking on top of it, But the truth remains, you are your original self. You are your God-created self. So crucifixion and resurrection are going on constantly in the purification process of our minds. A few weeks ago when Martha Creek was with us, she was sharing an illustration that I've also heard uh, Abraham Hicks share. It's about a cork on the water. You know, if you leave a cork alone and you just let it set there, it will bob freely upon the surface of the water. It will sustain itself just fine. If you try through effort and resistance to push that cork underwater, it will go underwater, but it won't like being there, and neither will you. So crucifixion can be compared to the holding of that cork down, the holding down of the original self, the natural self that you are, and resurrection is the taking your hand, taking the resistance, taking the pressure off that cork to allow it to flow freely. One is resistance, it never feels good, and the other is allowance, and it always feels great. So the choice before us as we begin to incorporate the Easter experience as a day-to-day reality, every day moving forward, is to make ourselves aware that we have a choice here as to how we want to live our lives. We can live a crucified life, or we can live a resurrected life. This choice is yours right now in this moment, regardless of any external circumstances that would appear to the contrary. It's your choice. You can say every morning when you get up, do I want to live from a state of a crucified mind or a resurrected mind? Do I want to live that is in a state of condemnatory judgment over myself and other people and external circumstances, or do I want to live a life of unconditional love? And I'm talking about unconditional love. There is no other love save unconditional love. And what unconditional love is all about, it means the love is there. I'm going to love you. I'm going to love my life no matter what the conditions are. It's unconditional, a term that we throw around quite frequently, but I'm not sure that we always get it. It means a love that is condition-free. And in reality, there is no other love. Both are systems of thought and belief, crucified living, resurrected living. Nobody suffers from your own erroneous thinking but you. Nobody else. 
So the more we may condemn another person and what a wonderful opportunity we have before us during this time to look at resentments that we may be holding on to, any sense of betrayal that we're still clinging to, grasping to, let it go. Tremendous possibility not to have a resurrection just once a year or 2,000 years ago, but every day, every moment, you're in a resurrected state of mind. So I was on my way here this morning and I'm on 21st Street in front of the Staples store there at 21st and Biscayne Boulevard. And I know this was a setup. It was a conspiracy, and it was not in my favor. The moment that I get toward the Staples store, this huge, the biggest semi-truck I've ever seen, is backing up onto, out onto 21st Street from the Staples parking lot. It had apparently just made a delivery, and it was there to completely block my way. I hadn't seen any other cars on the road this morning except for the one that then pulls up behind me. So now I'm trapped between a semi in front of me that doesn't, clearly doesn't know what it's doing. The driver clearly needs to go back into some kind of education or something because he doesn't know what he's doing. And the car behind me isn't going anywhere. So I have now been delayed, get this, 10 minutes. I've been delayed 10 minutes. I like to think of myself as a holy person, but let me tell you, there was a dialogue going on inside of me that I wouldn't want to share right now in this moment. I think it's important to realize, friends, that we are in hypersensitivity right now. Hypersensitivity. Now, this can seem overwhelming, you know, because it seems like you're reacting to almost everybody and everything all the time. And you may even be discovering levels of irritation or resentment or anger that you never even knew existed inside of you. It's not a bad thing. You see, crisis always brings to the surface of your awareness those little pockets of fear, anger, animosity, resentment that are still lingering inside of you. The hypersensitivity is good. Let it come up. <clears throat> so I took a breath there while I was pausing in the middle of my experience, realizing I was having a crucifying thought. What would be a thought then, a resurrecting thought that I could succeed it with, that would make me feel better and that would help me to address this pocket, obviously this overreaction to somebody who would just back to semi out into the road innocently and the thought was this, we're all under a lot of pressure right now. Maybe it wasn't the best timing, but he had to get the truck out of there. He's doing the best he can, for God's sake, literally. He's doing the best he can. Let him off the hook and enjoy the pause. And in fact, what I did was I sat there and just recited in my mind the joke that I just shared with you this morning. So if it came off okay, you can thank that truck driver who was blocking me in front of Staples. There may be times in this hypersensitive state where you're saying, I should be doing better through this crisis. I never accomplish enough. That is a crucifying thought. And what would be a resurrecting thought? You know what? I'm really doing just fine. I need to take it easy on myself. This is not a good opportunity for me to come down on my behavior. I am happy with my accomplishments, regardless of how my internal monitor might be measuring them. Another state we may find ourselves in is, I'm a victim of this god-awful pandemic. I am trapped. 
That is 100% a crucifying thought. You hold on to that, you're going to experience the pain of crucifixion. You can flip it and you can come up with a resurrected thought that says, I'm determined. I am determined, regardless of external circumstances, to receive the gifts that I personally have requested through this experience. You see, each one of these is cork up, cork down, cork up, cork down. What are your current thoughts about the state of the world. What are your current thoughts about the state of the world? Are they resurrecting thoughts? Are they lifting you up or are they crucifying thoughts? So often we don't think we have a choice in this, my friends, but we do. We always have a choice. We're always free to pluck out a thought that is not serving us, that is pushing our cork down under the surface of the water and choose a resurrecting thought that can lift us up. Are you willing to move from crucified thinking to resurrected thinking? Crucifixion plus resurrection always equals liberation. The capacity for liberation in the presence of this situation right now is unprecedented. Yeah, the situation is unprecedented, but so is the capacity for us to utilize these tools of crucifixion and resurrection to experience liberation. How do we experience a resurrected life. And I want to give you just a few thoughts on how you can, right now in this moment and moving forward, take yourself down off the cross that you yourself are trying to crucify yourself on, which is to change your mind, change your thoughts. It begins with ownership. We've talked about this many times. I am not going to put the responsibility for my experience off on other people, not anybody or anything outside of me. I'm taking responsibility for my life. It's ownership. I'm going to own my experience. Second, is receptivity. And by receptivity, I mean ask for help. God is always a present help. God is always a present help. But God is not going to come and shove God's self in your face. You have to ask. You have to recognize you have a higher presence and a higher power within you. You can call upon that. It's here to serve you. But you have to invite it in. So it's a matter of receptivity and then invitation. And the best invitation you'll ever find to ask for help, to go within, to take responsibility, is to allow any and all irritations to invite you in. The moment you feel irritated, the moment you feel resentful, the moment you feel like you're on edge, that's your moment to stop and say, I'm going to invite this higher presence and power into my conscious awareness so that it can support me. I'm going to ask for help, and I'm going to trust that that help is there for me. Gentleness. Dear God Almighty, it's so important for us to be gentle with ourselves right now, my friends. We're moving through a process of deconditioning, getting out of the programmed thinking that has been crucifying us and into the resurrected thinking that can liberate us. But we must exercise self-compassion. Be easy on yourself. Don't condemn yourself. Embrace yourself, love yourself, care for yourself. And finally, trust. And what are we trusting? We are trusting that good and only good will prevail here. At the end of the day, when all is said and done, God is good all of the time. All of the time, in all conditions, 
for God transcends conditions in a way that allows us to begin to, moment by moment, day by day, decision by decision, I'm not going to crucify myself anymore. I'm going to allow myself to be resurrected so that I can experience the liberation of my lifetime. And I'm ready to do this because I want to live a resurrected life. In his amazing book, Finding Yourself in Transition, Unity Minister Robert Brummett has these words to share with us. We don't try to control or orchestrate the flow of our life anymore. We let it unfold. Yes, we ask for what we want. We voice our opinion when it's appropriate, and we act when we need to act, but we are not attached to the results. This is the way that you live, my friends, a resurrected life. Ask for what you want. Express your thoughts, your ideas, to your heart's desire. But don't get attached to the results. Make your contribution and then back off. Let the flow of life orchestrate itself. You know, this is a time of surrender, as was so beautifully demonstrated in that song this morning. It's a time of surrender. I surrender, and I'm not afraid to surrender. I'm not afraid to wave the white flag because I know who has charge over this situation and who has charge over my life. He goes on to say, in the resurrected life experience, we become less concerned with the external content of our life, less concerned with the past and the future, and more concerned with how we are living our life in each moment. We begin to see that the true quality of our life is not dependent upon external circumstances. Let me say that again. The true quality of our life is not dependent on external circumstances circumstances. My friend, I know we've been told this all of our lives, that we are dependent on what's happening outside of us. But we're not. We're independent because we recognize that what's happening outside of us is a direct reflection of what is happening inside of us. The potential, I will say it again, for a spiritual liberation in the midst of this crisis is off the chart. And you and I have been asking for this, my dear friends. I believe the whole human race has been asking for it. We wanted to get free. We wanted to be set free. So now we have been given the opportunity to look the most foreboding of external circumstances directly in the face and say, I will not go there. I will not give this my power. I am made in the image and the likeness of God. And I am here to live now and always a resurrected, liberated Life. God bless you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Positive Spiritual Living Podcast, brought to you by Unity on the Bay, a spiritual community located in Miami, Florida. Unity on the Bay is supported by the generosity of its community. If you'd like to make a donation or learn more about Unity on the Bay, please visit unityonthebay.org. You can also follow Unity on the Bay on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for even more positive spiritual inspiration. Until next time, thanks for listening and many blessings. Namaste.